and Matt Show, the disc golf podcast you've been looking for. Boom. Here, Here we, we are. are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we have been prepping for this day for a while, and we are finally here. This is the Nick and Matt show. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm Nick. I wore the red shirt tonight, Nick. What do you think? I wore the black, and we had to match our logo at least on the first time. I don't know if it's going to be an every week thing. It might be. <laughs> Tell us if you guys like it, but uh, I own a lot of black, so it's going to be easy for me. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about? Because people see the episode or not the episode, our show name is the Nick in Matt show. And I've had people ask me, they're like, what is the show about? So what are you thinking, Nick? It's, I mean, what's the show about? I mean, it's simple. It's about me and you, the Nick and Matt show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so Matt and I are actually um, competitive and casual disc golfers. We like to put out a ton of content. And so mainly this podcast is going to talk about a lot of disc golf, but also just life in general with everything going on right now. I think we have a ton of cool ideas to bring to everyone. Uh, majority of it, though, going to be disc golf. Yeah. So let's just introduce ourselves right now. So people joining and listening to this podcast, our first ever episode. I mean, we've got to do this right. We've got to introduce ourselves. So let me start off and I'm going to ask you about yourself so I don't just go talking about myself. Nick. We know your name, but I feel like everybody knows your name if they know your name in the disc golf world, which yep. some people do. Because I feel like you've yeah. rubbed shoulders with some, you know, pro disc golfers out there. They yep. call you Nick Carl. So tell us about yourself a little bit, Nick. Who are you, and um, what what do you do? And I don't know, brag on yourself yeah, a little bit. I'll, I'll give it a go. So my name is Nick Carl. Uh, I've been playing disc golf for about seven to eight years now. Uh, Matt actually is the one who brought me into the sport. It's been nothing but awesome. And like Matt said, I have rubbed shoulders with a couple of pro disc golfers. And, uh, it, that mainly came about from one of my best friends, Hannah. Uh, she started playing disc golf a little bit after I did Matt and I kind of brought her into the sport. I would say, um, she's now married to Paul Macbeth. That's originally how I met him. And then through Paul and Hannah, I've met a ton of other awesome people, two of which actually are going to be guest speakers tonight on our broadcast show. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I do work full time for a living. I work as a I, I drive dynamite for a living. That's that's my main job. Yeah, <laughs> drive dynamite. I drive dynamite. So, I'm I'm a blasting assistant. So wherever there's rocks, holy uh, cow. our company usually goes in, and one of the ways we remove rock is by actually blasting it with dynamite. So it's fun. I have a blast doing it, and it uh yeah, it's a good time. I enjoy it. Wait a minute. We can't just glance. We can't glance just glance over the dynamite, over the dynamite yeah. part. Are you, you're saying you're driving things and you're not blowing things up. Dude. I help, I help blow things up. So <laughs> what, what kind of things are we talking about? Uh, mainly like if people are putting in swimming pools at their house, especially this time of year, they go to dig up the lawn and boom, they find a ton of rock that's in their way. Our company will go, we'll bring a large drill. We'll start drilling out the holes in a certain pattern. And then my buddy, Seth and I, we are the ones who actually drive the dynamite to the job site, wherever it is. And we'll help out just in any way we can, whether it comes to running the seismograph, which records the readings, or uh, actually loading the holes with the dynamite. And I can't really go too much more on it. It's not. It's kind of like a hush hush. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're not really supposed to like talk about exactly how it works, <laughs> but I. That's the. That's the kind of like main idea. So one of the things we're trying to do here, just so everyone's aware, is we're trying to we're doing this live right now. So if you're listening to this later, that's cool too. We want to make this, you know, relevant to everybody. 
Um, but we are doing this live. So if you'd like to join the conversation, we're going to we're going to announce on our uh, Facebook page, the Nick and Matt show. And we're going to announce on our YouTube channels, like when we plan to post these things go live, you can join the conversation. And um, we just had somebody make a joke about you saying I have a blast doing it. So yeah. that, was, that was a good joke. So um, funny. <laughs> yeah, so funny. So yeah, we've got a really exciting, I think, episode today. So mm-hmm. you're here in this first part, you just heard Nick introduce himself. And um, we've got Simon Lazat lined up today, as well as uh, Terry Miller, the disc golf guy. I mean, how could we start an episode or our show our first episode ever any better than this? So um, all right, you introduced yourself, I don't want to be left out. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> go for it. So uh, my name's Matt, and some of you may or may not recognize my name. I'm not very famous, unlike Nick. <laughs> I am. Um, I started uh, Kids Disc Golf, the um, the brand Kids Disc Golf, with my brother Josh um, about five years ago, if my math's correct. And it kind of took off. It just, I mean, we've got. I think nearly 20,000 followers around the world now at at kids disc golf. And so that's kind of one of the things I do in the disc golf world, but I've been playing disc golf for um, 14 years. I started, it sounds funny because I'm running kids disc golf. I feel like I started kind of late. I'm like, I started um, back when I was 21 and I had my brother-in-law, he He's like, hey, have you ever disc golf before? And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, you throw Frisbees. Using terminology, I'd understand. You throw Frisbees and you can make them. I remember it sounded like magic. He's like, you can make them tilt, turn. And, you know, like he was describing S turns and flex shots. And he's like, any way you want to throw it overhand, underhand, you can make it skip on the ground, upside down, pancake shots, scubers, all these things. And I'm like, I grew up loving throwing frisbees with my my brothers and my um, my mom, everybody. I loved throwing frisbees growing up. So to me, that sounded awesome. And I was just like, take me to a course and you will not believe it, Nick. The first course that I ever played was on Marshall Street, which if you know Marshall Street, you either recognize the name Marshall Street Disc Golf, which is um, where a lot of people buy their discs online and in a retail store. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also on the same street as maple hill so my first time ever playing was literally on the other side of the road from maple hill and i grew up in leicester and you're not going to believe this 14 years ago disc golf wasn't as big of a thing and i had never heard of it and it was in my town leicester massachusetts so i played at pyramids which is the course at marshall street disc golf and i couldn't believe how incredible the game was i mean it was just so fun and you probably had a similar experience. The first time you throw something and watch it fly, it's just awesome. And so I did that. And then he brought me to other courses, another local course. Shout out to Buffumville Disc Golf Course. It's a dam uh, that the Army Corps of Engineers allowed put a disc golf course on. And realistically, I mean, I got an ace maybe within the first year or two. And it was just like this. I mean, I can remember that feeling. I mean, disc golf in general just started taking over my life. <laughs> And then I'll just kind of ramp up through a few things here. I got married eventually. And then my disc golf game was kind of like being threatened a little bit (laughs) by the other important relationship in my life. And then uh, I had a kid, a kid. I have four boys now, but I had a kid. And then it was just kind of like 
the game just started really changing for me in a lot of different ways. I was more concerned with introducing and getting my kids to play and enjoy the sport that I loved. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's who I am. I mean, I guess if you want to know my full-time job, it's kind of boring, not related to disc golf, but I'm a safety professional. <laughs> so that may come up a few times on here. I'm not sure, but <clears throat> so throwing discs with people in the way is not something that we really want to do. So, uh, that's my, that's my nine to five. I sometimes will be seen on tour, but just as a, a helper. And honestly, that, that kind of <clears throat> leads me into our next topic here, which is actually, there's somebody that I was able to visit when there were events this year, <laughs> he hit me up and he said, Hey man, you have some time. You want to come out to Vegas? And I was like, yeah, let's go out to Vegas. And I'm talking about. Mr. Terry Miller, the disc golf guy. So let's go ahead and bring him on. Um, so without further ado, here he comes. So, hey, Terry, how are you doing, man? Great, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, good. Both doing very well. Excited to finally get everything going. And we were kind of wondering just a couple different things about, because you're, you're so big in the disc golf content world. You've been doing media for, I don't even know how long, but ever since I started playing, we always knew who the disc golf guy was. And so it's really cool to actually finally be sitting down doing a podcast with you. You and I, we've ran into each other at multiple events. I know Matt has been helping you out with videos over the last year. And uh, just tell us, you know, how did you get into it? And give us some tips. How do we run a pretty fun podcast people like to listen to? Uh, well, first of all, let me start with uh, congratulations. Everybody talks about ideas and what they want to do, what they're going to do. And, uh, you know, all these concepts and then actually taking that and and following them through to fruition is uh, i think a huge mistake that so many people even you know myself and many others we always have ideas but execution is another thing so the fact that you guys have talked about it formulated this and then have an episode is leaps and bounds ahead of so many other people and i can very much appreciate that and value that so first and foremost congrats on that but then secondly i want to say so let me get this right. We we've got a dynamite blaster and we've got a uh, a safety guy. Yeah, I try uh, not to see him at my job sites. If I see him, it's it's been a very bad day. I feel like this is a little inside, maybe a little yin and yang. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe what's in store for you two uh, on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I started doing disc golf media related things in 2010. Uh, it was my very first ever vlog was January of 2010. It was actually in the same room that I'm in right now, and it's still not a full-blown studio, but uh, I grabbed a camera. I First, I read a book about social media called Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. I read that book Wait a that minute. very night. How long ago was yes. this? And there was social media books on books on social media. So you didn't even have the internet. No, you know, <laughs> that's, that's Gary V for you. <laughs> but Gary V basically said, if, if you have an Instagram or a Twitter or a Facebook account, you can be as impactful as a, a multi-million dollar marketing firm if you're doing it right. And I thought that was so powerful. And that was when blogs, written blogs, were actually probably near their height of uh, uh, popularity. I was like, I'm not a writer. I've got a $99 flip camera sitting. The flip was the name brand for those of you that don't know. Yes, I remember that. A $99 camera. 
and I just in this very room, like I said, recorded my very first ever vlog, which I don't even think has a thousand views to this day, mm. 10 years later. All right, let's and get North that video Sh up to a thousand views. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody, everybody head over to uh, Go to Terry's first ever guy. vlog. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, that, that was the, that was the kind of the formal forming of the disc golf guy. I, you know, that was 2010. I got introduced to disc golf in like 93, 94, mm -hmm. Uh, back when I was uh, actually even closer to 92 when I was in eighth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. And I had played it and I was very passionate about it. And I had run tournaments and was running leagues. And I did, if it had anything to do with disc golf, I was doing it. And then in 2010 is when I officially formed the channel, made my first ever vlog. And here we are 10 years later. Uh, now, I guess to get a little bit specific, Smashbox started in the spring of 2014. Shout out to the legacy guys uh, who helped really get us off the ground. But it, it started in the spring of 2014. And when we were done doing our first four or five live broadcasts that year, we got to September, October timeframe. And we said, well, what can we do to try and still be relevant and kind of keep the, the momentum going? And then that was when Johnny V and I had the idea of, hey, let's do a weekly podcast that is live and is happening every single week during the off season. And when we started it, we honestly thought, okay, once March or April roll back around, we'll probably shut down the podcast and then, you know, go going back to that. Well, that didn't happen. And I think tonight we're going to be doing episode 298. So, oh, that's again. tonight. Yeah. So, not to get way off topic, but something happened earlier to your studio basement. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, about that. Uh, normally we're on Tuesday nights. Uh, this Tuesday I was traveling and uh, picking up some discs for shipping boxes or shipping discs around. And then Johnny V had a flooding in his basement, which altered our, our typical studio setup. So every once in a while in the, in the course of the last six years, we've kind of had to adjust. And occasionally we may push to a, a Wednesday or a Thursday. And this week with kind of a couple things up in the air, we, we pushed podcast back until uh, tonight. So I got two hours and 45 minutes before that happens. Right. So, so you, you mentioned the, the author of that book, Crush It. Uh, I feel like there was something else because I've I've been around a little while in the disc golf scene. And I think I do remember you at Maple Hill with a flip camera. I think I remember. And the reason why that stands out to me is because at the time I was working at Walmart and Walmart, I was in the photo lab and we were selling these cameras. And I remember being like, oh, that's a decent camera for like vlogging it was brand new. But it had the mm -hmm. option, right? It had a USB option, right? That you could just flip it out yeah. and plug it right into yeah. your computer. So it was just, that was the easy way to do it back then. Yeah, and, and you know, you literally, yeah, like you're mentioning, it flipped out a USB that plugged straight into the computer. That's how you downloaded it. It had its own internal memory, the maximum resolution. It was HD at 720, uh, 720 by whatever, 1080 by 720 or whatever it was, or 1280 by 720. Yeah. And uh, that was it. There was no external microphone. I didn't know what an external microphone really was or what an XLR cable was, and not that it had the capabilities, but those were all things I knew nothing about. And that's how the very first vlog started. And I want to say the first uh, couple dozen vlogs were done with a $99 camera, and it was insane 
when I upgraded to a $399 camera and then a $1,200 camera and, and then the one I'm on now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, you know, that's kind of been my, we'll say my media evolution in addition to kind of working with uh, Disc Golf Planet, who was streaming live disc golf as well at the time. Yep. Yep. So, so let's go back to, I think Nick mentioned this when he led into your interview here is what are some tips that you have? I'd love to talk forever about everything. <laughs> Honestly, like I want to go back and be like, Hey, I remember a time you posted about like, Hey, just stepping out and doing it. So just, just thank you. First of all, you said kudos to us for doing something and making that move. I don't remember what book it was, but at one point you did talk about like the fact of just doing it. And I, yeah, that yeah. So anyway, that, I was going to say that's crush it. I mean, that's all there is to okay. it. He basically to this day, 10 years later, if you go Google or find Gary Vaynerchuk mm -hmm. on any of the social medias, he's basically going to be saying the same thing he was saying 10 years ago, which is enough with the BS, enough with the excuses. There's no reason like 13 year olds can rule TikTok and oh, yeah. and run oh, yeah. Instagram. There's no reason why you have plenty of hours in the day to go out and do uh, work or get real work done. Even addition, even if it's a side hustle is how it starts. Yep. And uh, I that's all still true today. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. So let's get to it. Do you have any tips? Because this is our first ever episode <laughs> podcast. We're doing it live right now. But what are some tips that you have? It's it's obviously different than when you started, like everything that's available to us. And um, but you've learned a lot of things along the way. Do you have any tips that you just be like, hey, man, this is what I've learned. This is what I've learned. And maybe you'll learn it or it's a different journey for all of us. But we're interested. Uh, I don't know if I'm the right guy to ask. I mean, we have a podcast that's notorious for being the longest podcast in disc golf. And, and that, People love that, it. <laughs> that has a catch 22, uh, someone, you know, we've had truck drivers or people who mow lawns that are like, man, I wish you guys were, you know, eight hours every day. Yeah. And then we have other people that are like, yeah, after about 30 minutes, I've had enough. Yeah. So, um, so be comfortable with whatever your format's going to be, I guess would be really the solution there. Uh, and, and our, your next guest, Simon Lazat, I remember talking to his boss, you see shortly after we had our first couple of weeks of podcasts and he was like, yeah, no, nah, way too long, which he was, he was, you know, with a lot of people in saying that, mm -hmm. and that be kind of came a, a running thing for us is like, yeah, we're a long form podcast. That's really laid back and conversational. Um, I can tell you this, you guys have already done more prep work for your first one than we probably ever do. And I can appreciate that. Some, some people are very detailed and, and, you know, have a, a script or a, a run of show we kind of have a few points to talk on and then it's pretty, like I said, laid back from there. So whatever your, yeah, whatever your format is, just own it. You know, there's, there is no right or wrong format. I feel like for a podcast. Cause I always think where does a, where's the podcast definition end in like a morning radio show start? Like, yep. I feel like we really blur that line. Yeah, exactly. And, um, the one tip that I, I think uh, that we, we execute, terribly on that we should still do more of. And I think Matt and you and I talked about this. We need to be chopping up some of the good snippets from our podcast and then releasing those as the week rolls on. Yep. And I'm really good at doing that 
only when I think I nailed something and I was right about something. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, I just posted a clip this morning or there was a reference to drive in movie theaters. And then a few weeks ago, Johnny and I were talking about drive in movie theaters and he thought they were a big waste and they're dumb and they're not going to happen. Well, just a few minutes from his house, they just announced there's a drive in movie theater that's going to pop up for the next few weeks. Nice. And nice. so that was kind of my callback to that. Or last year, I think of Ricky Wysocki, Hockey, um, we were talking about the Masters Cup and how volatile the scoring is. And I said, somebody could shoot one under one round and shoot 10 over the next. Well, sure enough, fast forward a few days, Ricky literally, you know, shot like 12 under and then shot even. Yeah. You know, he had that volatile like 10 or 12 stroke swing. And I'm like, oh, I look kind of smart. I'll, let, let's yeah, find that clip. Let's find that clip. <laughs> so, let's post it on YouTube for everyone to see. Even when they're not, you know, yeah. even if you're not just trying to, uh, you know, inflate, inflate your ego, your ego, you know, find those clips that were great conversation pieces that you can then share with the rest of the world and take it off of YouTube and go throw it on Instagram and say, hey, this was talked about. You know, what are your thoughts? I think that's one opportunity that we have failed miserably over these last few years. I always talk about it, but we don't execute on you it. Need to so. You need to crush it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we need to crush it. Now you, that, that's honestly, that's a, that's, and that's a play right out of that book is <laughs> yeah. go across the platforms and, and utilize those things. Cause they're great conversation pieces and you may not listen to our podcast, but you find that on Twitter where we kind of had this brief conversation and that might start a, a conversation on a platform that you are more comfortable with. Yeah. So, um, so that would be a, a tip, I would say. Um, I'm sure you guys have the audio-video component down. Matt, I know you've been very yeah, versed and you have you. background in, in all of that. So uh, you're way a step ahead of everyone there. And then I, th I think it's already known that most people will say, the audio quality has to be there. I mean, some people can live with, you know, not so great video from time to time, yeah. but the audio quality has to be there. Cause if, if you're listening intently to something and then it's just terrible audio, you're going to lose a lot of people. So I think that audio quality is certainly key. So we can ask the, I mean, anybody who's listening to this later and you want to comment or watching this later and you want to comment, let us know what you think about our audio. So whether the levels are good for you, or if you think it sounds clear enough. Um, yeah, so that's a great tip. And I, I think we're going to take those and run with a lot of those ideas. Um, yeah, I just want to kind of like highlight on that really quick. That is something Matt and I were talking about doing, especially to get onto all the different social media platforms. And like you were saying, when a podcast, sometimes if you guys run the longest podcast out of all the disc offers and you do take those little snippets, you know, people want to hear that because if they don't listen, they say, you know, oh, I've been listening for an hour now. I'm kind of bored of it. And then all of a sudden you post a clip that they didn't hear within that hour. They go back and listen to that. And it's like, oh, wow, maybe it is worth listening for that extra, you know, hour, hour and a half, however long it goes. But that is definitely something we've talked about. Matt's the you know, social media, all the tech savvy stuff when it comes to that. And so I'm really excited and hopefully that does impact a lot of people, especially if we do have a week where we go over kind of like the time limit that we are originally going for. Um, I think those will come in handy. Uh, kind of like going on to our next topic. I did want to ask, what's one of the most interesting things you've seen happen on a disc golf course, whether it was a tournament, your own play, give me just a cool, interesting story. So Yeah. And so Nick's bringing that up because you have a, I mean, you, Okay, I spent like a four or five day period with you in a hotel room. I learned a lot of interesting stories. Like we're, there's a lot of different things, but just in general, I guess, and that's what Nick's asking, like 
what what is something that you've seen that might be just like really interesting? Uh, I, I would have to say one that comes to mind. Uh, besides seeing a at the IDGC a couple years ago, there was a uh, a wedding ceremony that was taking place like right under the Steady Ed Hedrick. Uh, uh, kind of gate, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Be- before you enter the steady ed course, there's a little walkway right there, and there was a, a wedding ceremony going on. I think that was pretty cool. Of course, they're probably passionate disc golfers. Yeah. Um, not quite as original. <laughs> it's funny that this is in conjunction with a tournament. I was in Texas. And I saw all of these guys running around yelling and screaming, and I'm like, what is going on? And that was the first time I'd ever seen LARPing in person. Nice. And so they were just off the fairway, um, you know, running around with, you know, makeshift swords and and shields shields and all that stuff and, you know, pretending they were dying. And and, um, I just, I'll never forget that. I thought that was one of the most crazy things I've seen at a course. And then fast forward a year or two later, which would have been just last year in Tallahassee, there was some LARPing going on right off of, um, you know, one of the fairways is there, uh, fairways there as well. Um, so yeah, you know, outside of disc golf tournament play where I've seen some of the most amazing things and, and, and dozens of world champions crowned, I, I would say those are probably some that really stand out as crazy or, or one more would be, um, league night, a few, uh, this had to be now five or six years ago. I used to run leagues on Wednesday night at a short pitch and putt course. I got a hole in one. And then moments later, Johnny V who was in the card with us also got a hole in one on same hole, same basket wow. in the group. And our group went, you know, uh, six under for the four of us Just, on that yeah. particular hole. That's so that's kind of cool as well. You don't see those too often. No, well, hopefully, you know, when I sign up for ne- <laughs> my next big event, I'm going to try to Google the town and see if they got any LARPing tournaments going on. Cause believe me, um, after my round, you know, if I, if I don't shoot too well, I'm going to need to take my anger out with some LARPing. <laughs> so, that'd be awesome. Yes. And I, I had to learn like, I, just because I didn't really know what it was. That's when, uh, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I yeah, I get it now. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. So, um, I think you already said you're going to be able to stick around for a little while. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'm going to put you, cause everything's virtual nowadays and our, our people listening online or they're listening to the podcast or they're watching live. Everyone's at some level sheltered and at different States, different requirements, but we're going to put you in our virtual green room for a little bit and we're going to get ready to bring on our next guest. So sit tight. We'll bring you back for a minute. We've got a game coming up that I think is going to be really fun. So stick around. All right. So, so, that brings us to, I mean, we've got a few topics here and, um, I think what we'll do is we'll just do a quick one minute review on one of these topics. And then we're yeah. going to bring on our guest here. Um, Simon Lazat, which yeah. I'm sure our people are starting to crowd really want to hear from. Yeah, yeah. They're starting to crowd. So people yep. listening online or, I mean, listening at podcasts are like, well, we're not watching and I don't care how many people are watching live and all that. And that's exactly. cool. <laughs> yep. But Let's just talk really quickly right before we bring them on. So the Disc Golf Pro Tour putting events, the putting championship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool idea. I think it was needed. It was some type of live sport competition. And I think, honestly, I enjoyed watching it. Nick, did you get a chance to check in? Yeah, I've, I've gotten to check out a little bit of it. Um, I haven't watched every single kind of like whole video that they've done yet. Um, I know Paul got out, which is, you know, first, a bummer. A bummer first round. You know, he got outed. But um, hey, now no one... In, 
can say, oh my gosh, Paul wins everything because look, he lost this putting competition going on. But um, the Pro Tour actually, I think, put out an article saying that a lot of the competitors that are in this have really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's cool to kind of like keep connecting with everyone. They also get to keep some competitive mentality going on with them. And um, luckily for this topic, Simon, who was in is in i forget now actually i haven't seen the standings in a bit <laughs> well um, we're gonna bring him on we're gonna bring second. him on so he'll be able to talk to us a little <laughs> bit more about it right so you've watched it i think it's good i think it's great for the sport mm-hmm. in general i mean the production quality during time of quarantine and all that is tough they utilize a lot of stuff that everybody in fact like you look at like cbs nbc abc any of these places that are doing like survivor I, me and my wife watch survivor i know it's mm-hmm. an old it's an old reality yeah. tv show and um they they even did the finale like um jeff probes was in his garage like they they just made like a backdrop for him it's oh, kind of wow. like what we're doing and what simon does all the time what Ter- yeah. like it's become popular it's like <laughs> we just do it whatever we have with whatever we have um so that's really cool I'm, i think the pro tour it's awesome that they did that um so who's gonna win I think that's interesting. There's a final. I think we're down to like the final eight for Are both we women. Yeah, for the yep. women and the men. Um, I don't want to give away any spoilers or anything like that. I not that you really can, but go check it out and, and be sure to tune in on there. Um, so let's go ahead. I, we can let's bring let's bring Simon in now, and he can participate with uh, some of our topics here, and yeah. we can get his his opinion on it. So let's go ahead and welcome Simon onto the show. So here he is, Mr. Simon Lazat, and uh, it's cool. We did yeah. it. It's here. So first things first, welcome to the show. We're really excited and grateful that you would choose to come on our show for the first ever episode. So thank you very much for that. I mean, of course, guys, Massachusetts locals. And I actually have pretty exciting news. About 20 minutes ago, we made the first house offer of my life. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Wait, Congratulations. Wait, wait a second. I feel like if I'm going to mimic, you know, the disc golf guy and his podcast, this is a this is a Nick and Matt show exclusive that just happened right <laughs> now. That's incredible. In fact, one of the questions that came in when I, when I posted earlier about questions was like, hey, is Simon is Simon going to move to Texas? So there you go. You just answered their question. <laughs> so you, and you now said, that guy's very yeah. sad and he probably just left the live stream. <laughs> So you put in an offer. We don't need to spend a lot of time on that, but you're, it's an offer here in Massachusetts. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. We want to, I mean, we're just outside of Boston right now because my girlfriend works pretty close to Boston. And uh, for me, that was cool kind of to have the airport closed, but not really ever mattered since the whole tour was canceled anyway. Um, but we want to definitely move a bit further outside of Boston just to have kind of like a country living style prices will be obviously a lot cheaper the further you get away from Boston and I'll be closer to Maple Hill. So, uh, all that in mind and Natalia not having a crazy long drive to her job. Still, we're trying to like balance the right thing, but yeah, we made the offer like 20 minutes ago and obviously we both don't really know what, what's going to happen next. Holy cow. So like not long ago and here you are on our show. So thank you. Thank you. That's even more, more of a thanks. So I'm looking over your shoulder and I see disc of the day and I think that's a Simon game. That's pretty cool. I don't know if I've ever seen that hanging up there and I watch your vlog. So no, I I'm trying to have a different disc up there every time I uh, am on video or make a video. Um, and actually I got to get a shout out to Tom. 
Ireland for uh, hooking me up with this. This it's a Dismania DDX dyed with the with the Simon game oh. on it. So I think it's the perfect. Disc. Oh, that... so, yeah, it's actually a disc. Okay, so That's for, so cool. Yeah, it, is, it looks like it looks like a wheel <laughs> with like an arrow pointing to. You got to pick a red disc of the day. Like that's what I was thinking it was. But no, holy cow, that is no, so cool. No, you don't. Yeah, so. Don't you know the Simon yeah. name? So for anybody that's listening and not watching our podcast, let me just explain it to you. It's like the Simon game where the colors light up, the red, green, blue, yellow. It, you'll have to go check out his vlog if he has it up there. It's hanging up there, and it looks like the Simon game until he just took it down for us and showed us it's a disc that is dyed that way. It's, it's awesome. Very, so, very cool. So let's, you just heard us, I think, because you were sitting off camera, but I think you heard us talking about the Disc Golf Pro Tour putting uh, championship. So fill us in just a little bit. What happened for you? What do you think, just in short consensus, like what do you think about the event itself? Like what's your perspective on that? I, it was craziness. Like trying to manage 32 players at once with, all different locations, all different weather conditions, all different Wi-Fi connections. So uh, it was, I am very impressed and amazed that they even uh, were able to pull it off and make it fun to watch and fun to follow. And even myself, went, I went on YouTube and looked at other matches, followed how Ricky was dominating Drew Gibson, was a specifically fun one to watch, <laughs> I thought. And uh, I had the pleasure of putting into Nathan Queen first round, and I actually pulled the win there. And then Zach Melton, second round. Uh, I had to give, of course, Zach Melton the honor of advancing to the Elite Eight. Um, and I can't wait to watch. And I actually might be in the booth on Saturday as a co-host for commentating that. Oh, that. We're not 100% sure yet, but uh, that's a possibility. That's cool. that's cool, Simon, but it's not as cool as what's happening right now on the Nick and Matt show. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, no, no, not even close. <clears throat> so... So that's yeah. So okay, that was that's really interesting. And um, just from my observation, I think you just putted through like what would be considered one session or one round of putting. Like you actually did each station just once, and that was your putting. That was what you put up for points, right? Well, yeah. Each station was five putts, so it was a total of twenty-five putts. And the further you go back, the more points you get for a for a make. So yeah, it was it was quick. It was like fifteen minutes yeah. and game, game, over. game over. Right. Yeah. So the pressure was on there. Did it feel did it feel at all like competitive to you? Like you were by yourself or someone was videoing you, but did it feel competitive to you? I would say it felt competitive, yes, but at the same time, I was filming the Bushnell challenge that I just posted the other day. Uh where we're talking about other stuff with the pro tour. We were, I was filming, I'm making like a new video every other day with different challenges. And I'd like, didn't even know what challenge I was doing at the time. Like I it just felt like, I don't know. So used to doing challenges that I kind of missed the excitement for that one. But yeah. of course I still felt some pressure and some excitement. Oh yeah, for sure. And you have been super busy. Like everyone knows you, have one of the biggest vlogging channels, especially in the disc golf world, where just tons of people are tuning into it. Um, everyone's enjoying your videos. Fortunately, I've been fortunate enough to actually be in a couple of them, me alongside with Casey, Marky Chap. Um, and we've been having a super good time with it, but we know how much work that actually takes for you to do. So when you're not vlogging and not playing disc golf, what are some other hobbies you like to do? Like tell, tell the 
people, just some other do things you, about yourself. Do you have time to do anything else? Yeah. Or but okay, so I'll just rephrase it a little bit. Like if you didn't have that stuff, like maybe what else would you be doing? Or is that too hard to ask? Man, it's so tricky, especially during this time now with the pandemic. Like, I don't know what else I would be doing. I, I mean, I, there's not many other options that I could be doing. Um, so, yeah, but other than other than working on the videos or going out and filming, most of my time I'm at home playing darts, probably. I usually would play at least the same amount of pool than I am playing darts, but all the pool halls are closed and... I don't have my own pool table yet, but with the new house, that would then maybe allow me for uh, making that dream uh, that dream a reality. Okay, are you gonna so, do the eight footer or but, the nine uh, foot yeah, pool, pool table? Darts. Yeah, of course, I want a professional pool yeah. table that's nine foot and best quality. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's just my are you style. are you yeah are you good at darts? Like, I'm just I'm asking from a perspective of somebody who's never actually played darts like i've thrown darts but i've never played the game are you good where like I, I feel like i've seen like you hit those little little sections like i need to hit some points specifically are you good like that or is it kind of just like hope and pray or like are you are you decent i mean i mean when it comes to like hand-eye coordination i'm usually pretty good at stuff also it kind of relates to putting in a way ish so i would say i'm pretty good if i would relate it to like a disc golf rating I would say I'm right around just like 990 to like trying to break a thousand rated. So where I'm at in the disc golf world. <laughs> so that, I mean, compared to the pros, I'm yes. not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But compared to the average player, I'm really nice. good. So that's a very interesting perspective that I actually just thought people might enjoy just to consider for just a second that Simon is not a professional dart player. So he gets to experience the same thing that we do as disc golfers when we look to him as a professional and that he does as a dart player to professional dart players. So I'm glad we can relate on something, Simon. <laughs> oh, of course. It's, I mean, I don't feel disc golf is just such a part of my life. I've been doing it ever since I can remember walking. Uh, so I don't know. It never really felt like I was that good at it because it just it's like so natural and just part of what I do. And I just happen to naturally be good because I've been doing it my entire life. Right. So um, let's let's move away from disc golf for just a second. because I, I kind of asked that question. We talked about darts. And so let's just kind of stay off disc golf for just a minute. because we're going to talk more about it. Do you if you're going to like order something for dinner and it's just kind of like, hey, I don't want to make anything. I just want to order something that's like, I don't know. It's, I, I don't call it comfort food or whatever you want like hey this is what i like that's my go-to what would it be <laughs> well i can tell you that happens a lot that <laughs> happens i mean less now uh with the pandemic but uh probably at least three times a week still usually oh my god my diet is that's so okay I, I i'm embarrassed me too. i'm embarrassed me to too. say but uh i don't know we we are into indian yes. food we get Indian delivered every now and then. And then, of course, the standards like pizza or wings, just like comfort food kind of. And so good. Lazy 
sitting on your couch so, food. So good. I've recently been, um, I say recently, it's been like six months now. I took over cooking. I say took over. I, I asked my wife if I, I could help. We have four boys under the age 10 and I'm cooking now. I can make whatever I want and it's awesome. Like I've just been getting really creative. But one of the foods you just said was Indian food. Indian food is something I want to start trying to make. Like it's like, I don't know, the, the chicken tikka masala or whatever, like that sauce and it's so good, yep. right? <clears throat> I mean, it's a classic. It's something you can always, it's always a go-to and it, it'll never disappoint. It's like always just a solid go-to. Oh, absolutely. And kind of like kind of on that same topic, I mean, you and I, have, we've gone out before and I know you like to enjoy good beer. Do you have any favorite beers in Massachusetts? Yep. And you got to brew your own, which I don't know if a lot of people know, but you actually helped the brewing the beer that he's probably drinking right now. Or is that is that your favorite no, one? This is This has been my favorite beer now. I gotta give a shout out to Avery Jenkins at this point, who uh brought me closer to Trillium Brewing, which is I I wouldn't even say arguably, probably like the best brewery in in Boston. Okay. And uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying Trillium. Of course, I'm. I love the the hops, yep. IPAs, double IPAs, and uh, the beer I brewed myself. Actually, now, oh my gosh, that's a while ago now. But uh, the Tap In IPA, uh, that was really fun. I think I made five gallons nice. of it. Those have been gone for a long time. Nice, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, the label was awesome and a very fun experience too get into the world i know just nate Doss, who went from being a pro disc golfer to a brewer and that is something that i definitely could see myself doing as well oh i like another it. I like it. Uh, another exclusive yeah. uh, announcement so um we're getting close to where we're actually going to be playing a game that involves you mr terry miller the disc golf guy and nick um, I'm going to be hosting it. We're just about we're just about there. So if you're if you're tuned in live watching on video, stick around. You can actually answer as part of this game. We'd love to get your answers as well. If you're listening on the podcast recording, uh, feel free to think out loud just based off of what you hear. It's not going to be as easy for you, but I think you can enjoy the content. Um, but right before we get to that game, I just want to shout out. I mean, we're not like breaking news here, but like the national tour was just officially announced canceled. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. So does that affect anything for you really, Simon? Or was that kind of just like, hey, that was expected. It was going to happen. Or was that like, I mean, was that kind of like, wow, that is breaking news to you? Or were you kind of, you were you were expecting it? I was definitely expecting it. But like what nowadays is expected yeah. or unpredictable, yeah. it's like, no one knows what's coming next and I don't know I'm still I'm still sitting here completely clueless if we're going to even play a single sanctioned event this I year know, right? so I don't know yeah so I mean that's realistically just to pass over it I mean the disc golf pro tour had it did have an event at Waco right that was really it and then I mean there was the Las Vegas challenge and yeah, then it Vegas just... Memorial uh Waco is there one in between that no. Yeah, so everything was canceled. I mean, European Open was canceled within the last couple of weeks here. GBO was obviously canceled. Um, and then the National Tour. And I think if I read correctly, and again, we don't need to spend like a whole bunch of time on this, but the um, they announced that Worlds, something along the lines of like Worlds is postponed, like as in like pushed back. Like they had dates in September, 
but also yep. it's not like official that like that's happening. It's kind of like, hey, we're going to check back June 1st because of like stipulations on travel from like Europe or something or around the world. Like exactly. it has to be open. Is that how you understand it? I mean, it's hard to call something a world championships without any international people there or a very limited amount of international people yep. there. So I know the the European championships just got canceled a week or two weeks ago. Um, also because of the international travel uh, problems. So that got postponed to 2021. Uh, that was going to be held at the Konopiste venue and uh, close to oh, Prague, Czech awesome. Republic, which is one of my favorite places to go. So I'm bummed about that one. And I might not even be able to get, go home to Germany at all this year. I know my, my brother is going to be a first time dad in the next two weeks, probably. And I'm going to be an uncle. So. Wow. Yeah, congratulations to him. But yeah, that's a that's a huge bummer. You won't be able to go back potentially and be able to visit them. I mean, I'm sure you're super excited for that. So, yeah, it's definitely a a big big step for the family and something completely new and different. Um, But yeah, I mean, so worlds in September. I mean, (laughs) in Utah. So we might go from Green Mountain Championships in Vermont to All Utah, the way over to Utah, and then back yeah. to the East Coast to play USCGC. Yeah, and so just based off of, and I, I'm not quoting you perfectly because I just heard it, but it's something along the lines of you're even kind of unsure about any of the events that may or may not happen this year. So, um, with with that, we got one last little topic before the game here, and we don't. Uh, uh, I think it's interesting because it's relevant to everything that's happening right now. Disc golf courses are starting to open all over and some of them have never closed um but you see the pdj is actually allowing sanctioning in certain states and certain countries and it so it's starting to i guess trickle start if we're using a disc golf term trickle start um but so maple hill obviously you're fairly local to the scene now where you've played it we've watched your vlogs recently what do you think about tea times and do you think disc golf courses especially private courses like would benefit from that like just in general going forward from here man i i I don't know what i can say to that except for i don't know i mean everyone kind of has to decide what's the risk here what's the risk there and if you're willing to take a risk or what even means a one percent risk or a quarter of a percent risk like we just don't know we just all got to be cautious and keep our distances and just oh yeah, yeah for sure stay, stay yeah so stay nick safe. what do you what do you think about tea times i mean i've i've talked to you a little bit off air if you will yep. um what are your thoughts on tea time i was gonna say we've and i've talked with a ton of people about this is um like maple hill gets really crowded obviously not during a pandemic but um before the pandemic was going on say late last year september october maple hill is incredibly crowded they have both parking lots almost completely filled like it's insane especially on the weekends and they even up their price four rounds on the weekends and it's still it's beyond packed and um i love the idea of tea times especially with everything going on right now um it keeps the amount of people that are going out at the same time like there's only five people every 15 minutes who are allowed to go out luckily at maple hill there's four different layouts and so say matt you sign up for an 11 11 o'clock tea time and i who don't know you sign up for an 11 o'clock tea time as well. I might go out and play golds. You might go and play the red scores. So all I have to do is just say, hey, man, you can go first. You're playing the shorter course. It's going to take me longer, obviously, to complete the holes. You know, you go ahead. And we might not see each other 
the whole rest of the round, the way the courses are laid out. And so I really do enjoy the tee times right now. Um, I like, I like the idea of kind of less people on the course. If you want to sign up and play two rounds in one day, you got to think, okay, this round is going to take me three hours. So I'm going to sign up for a nine o'clock tee time. And then I want to go get lunch and I'll come back and I'll play at one o'clock tee time. And that's if they're both available, but yeah. So, and, and from my perspective, it feels, I'm just going to talk about the feeling. <laughs> it feels like I've, I played traditional golf before disc golf. Like that was something I wasn't great at it, but I enjoyed the sport. And I, I think the tea time makes it seem a little bit more official. Now, whether you want that for disc golf or not like that official feel, there's something about knowing that like I'm showing up at this time to play my round and it's nice. I mean, there's obviously the casualness, go to a park course and all that, but like on a private course to me, it feels, it just, it has a different feeling to it. Never mind like all the congestion of people showing up at the same time. It just has this, this is my tea time. Like it, it I own the tea pad at this time. Especially one of the nice courses in the country, even the world at that point, I think it got voted number two in the world. And look at all the golf courses. They've been running with tee times. Obviously, they're more expensive. I know that. But they've been running with tee times for how long? And there's just that extra kind of like professionalism. Like Matt was saying, when you have that time, it's your time to tee off. Uh, Maple Hill obviously has the whole sap house, the game room and everything like that. And when all this blows over, people can start using that again. I kind of am hoping that Maple Hill gets into that country club kind of vibe. You know, they towards the end of last year, they were selling hot dogs. You could order pizza and they would have them in a warmer ready after your round and everything like that. And so I think this is just kind of one more step closer that Maple Hill is taking to get into that more professional stage. And I love that. I, I think that's an incredible thing for our sport and I hope people are liking it. And yeah. So, yeah. And so I don't know a comment comment. I guess I'm interested in the comments that if we can get some comments flowing in here of people that are watching right now, even like, what do you think? Do you like tea times? What are your thoughts on tea times? What, do you think there should be? Do you like the idea of it? Obviously, during this time that we are in right now, it makes sense. Um, but what's your what's your thoughts in general? So, okay, uh, go ahead and share that with us. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, feel free to come back and comment on this live episode. Or um, we even have an email. Nick, did you know we had an email? I did not. I think it's the Nick and Matt dg show because they for some someone has an email the nick and matt show but we were able to get we'll all have, the, we'll have to buy it out <laughs> we were able to get the youtube we were able to get instagram we were able to get like anything we wanted soundcloud everything else but the email was taken so um we're the nick and matt dg show if you want to send us any thoughts on topics at, at what oh at gmail.com right now That's we didn't why. pay see I, I still use hotmail so Wow. Okay. So Paul, Paul, Paul and Hannah still wow. making fun of me for that. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. Cause we're at a place now where we're actually going to go ahead and jump into the game. And what I want to do, I'm going to, you might've heard it earlier. Um, is Terry, Terry, you might've muted yourself now. Did you mute yourself? No, no, it's not letting me unmute you. It's just saying mute or Remove from call. I think this has happened to me before. If we <laughs> have him or we'll call him back or he calls back into the show. Okay. Might. So that's really weird. Um, Terry, you might have to call us back. What? Yeah. Okay. So everybody's coming back in. I just, call. oh, I missed it, but yeah. it should be merging it. Okay. okay. 
So long story short, we're getting it back. I think, I think we're back. <laughs> Hold this on. Is, this is all Matt's side of the uh, the podcast. It's, it's uh, absolutely. How is that coming up as Simon? So so here's my other pro tip while you're working yeah, on that, Matt. Yeah. So here's what I'll say to you, Nick. Mm-hmm. These are the times when you need to have a topic or two for yourself that you can kind of blather on about. Well, well, Matt makes the adjustments because Johnny screws things up every day. So I always have to, I try to have a, a topic or a thought, at least some stray thought in my brain of what cool. could I talk about by myself to the viewers while Johnny fixes well, I actually, the I actually visual. do have so, something in mind as you said that. Problem. I was like, you know what? I got kind of a funny story to tell. Um, as a decent amount of people know, back in 2017, I moved down to Virginia to live at Paul's apartment with him. So I had just driven 10 hours, a little bit through the snow, um, finally got to his apartment. He welcomed me in. And then about an hour later, I unpacked my car and everything like that. And we were like, hey, you know, we're both kind of hungry. What's there to eat around here? So I said, oh, there's a great sub place down the road, only literally 45 second car ride. So he's like, if you fly, I'll buy. Meaning if I drove, you know, he'll pay for my meal, which was great. Even though I just drove 10 hours, it was a free meal out of it. So anyways, went down to Firehouse Subs, got two subs for us, drove back to the apartment and I was wearing a new pair of joggers and I just had his debit card in my pocket. So as I was sitting down waiting for our food to get done, it must have fallen out of my pocket because when I got back to the apartment, he was like, all right, where's my credit card? I said, oh, it's right here. And then I go check my pockets. It's not in there. And I'm kind of like, I'm panicking at this point because, you know, I'm making a (laughs) fool out of myself, one in front of Paul Macbeth and two in front of my new roommate. So I was like, all right, it's got to be a firehouse sub. So let me just drive back down there really quick. You know, I'm probably gone from Firehouse for four minutes total. I drive back down there, just about closing time. And I say, hey, I was just in here, just ordered my food. I dropped my debit card or credit card. Any chance you guys found it? And he was like, yeah, we found it. And I was like, great. Can I have it back? What, what, what's your name? Yeah, well, <laughs> he didn't even ask that. He said, great. You know, we found it. And <laughs> wait, I was like, all wait right. Wait a second. Wait. So he's told me this story before, and I just want to give a little bit more setup. And I'm going to let him continue. Yeah. It was... It was it was your first week. I think you said that or it was my week. first day. It was his first, first day. day. OK, Paul asked him to move into the, the apartment and this is his first day. He's going to go get food. He goes with his credit card. And so you can only imagine, OK, Nick knew Paul, but like this is still Paul Macbeth. Like, he's, yeah. he, OK, so this is <laughs> like a lot of pressure on the line for Nick. Like, yeah. OK, I'm going to go drive and get dinner for Paul Macbeth. Like, <laughs> I swear it was not like that. OK, but, that's how I like to imagine it in my head yeah. when he tells I'm the like story. sweating. Um, so he goes and he gets it. He says not even a couple minutes. And then what happens? I go back in. I asked the guy. He said, yeah, I got the card. He opens up the cash <laughs> register and he hands me back the card. And it's in about 10 different pieces. And a company policy of theirs is when they find a debit card, they don't hold on to it for, you know, 10 days, seven days, even a day, not even 10 minutes. If they find a card, they chop it up. So I, I'm I'm ticked now. Like I'm, I'm actually really mad. I haven't eaten at Firehouse since. I told myself I'll never eat there again for that reason. Anyway, so th- uh, what? then I'm driving back to the apartment, and I'm thinking in my head, and I'm like, how the heck do I tell this to Paul? And so he's like, I walk back in, and he goes, do you have my card? I said, yeah, well, you know, there's a funny story about that. And I explained the whole thing to him, and I gave him this blue, completely chopped up credit card. <laughs> And that's just kind of like, that's my first experience just, living with Paul. And I'm just, Matt, the first time I heard this story was like not even, it yeah. was like a week after it happened and I was in person down there and, and I was crying because 
to me, I just uh, now like be set aside the fact that that happened. Like this, the restaurant, right or wrong, I guess, but like it was not even minutes, not like, even ten minutes. They shredded not it. Even 10 they minutes. shredded it right away. I think it's a fair policy. I, I, we're not taking maybe uh, editorial notes, but I t I, it's harsh, but yet a fair policy. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to protect people, which I think is great, but they just I made me know. look like a fool in the meantime. <laughs> hey, Paul, uh, I got. I mean, they serve sandwiches. Yeah. They don't, yeah. uh, you know, they don't uh, uh, alter life livelihoods so here. He goes back with the food, and I think I remember. Hannah or somebody was like, of course, you're always joking yeah. or whatever, like your dad yeah. or whatever, right? And it's like, you're like, no, for real, they shredded yeah. your card. <laughs> like, yeah, like I was telling him, I was like, well, here it is, you know, it's shredded. He's like, no, come on, like, give me the real card. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm being dead serious, dude. Like, it's, you're going to have to call Bank of America tomorrow morning because it's gone. <laughs> that's a, that's so funny. that's his story. Most people, and I'm just going to be honest, most people would love to be in Nick's position and move in with Paul back in the day into an apartment. And this is Nick's first story. Okay, so Nick. Nick had a good first time. So, yeah. all right. And you guys are still pals. So yeah, we're still pretty good, good friends. Now, now you're going to have to chop up Simon's, one of Simon's <laughs> credit cards. <laughs> he doesn't need it. Uh, okay. So what I'm doing True. is I'm queuing up the music here and the show, and we're going to run into a game now. So let me go ahead and um, I'm going to pull it up. It's, it's actually, let's see here. We'll do it like this um, for now. I'm going to pull Simon back up for just a minute here. As I explain this, the way this game works. Yeah, hey, Simon, you're back. I, I lost everybody for a second. I learned my lesson, or I don't know what I learned, but I, I'm learning as I go. We're back. So we're back. So what we're going to do, and I've already given you guys kind of the rundown, but for anybody watching right now, okay, um, what's going to happen is I found somebody random, honestly random. I, I've never even met this person on the disc golf course at Maple Hill. And I said, can I ask you some questions? And so I asked them a series of questions such as, well, you'll see. And the goal here is for Simon, Terry, and Nick to try to guess what this disc golfer is going to answer. And so this, this episode or this segment is called Judge That disc golfer so let me go ahead and get this up and i hope you guys enjoy all right here we go i'm gonna I'm win, gonna win. That that disc golfer. So I'm gonna win. game show where you judge a disc golfer you've never met hey man what's your name john all right john you're playing disc golf you're at maple hill how long have you been playing disc golf for 10 years 10 years okay do you have a pdga rating i don't Okay, I'm trying to give my co-host some tips on how these questions might go here, okay? So first question is, how far can you throw a disc? Okay, so we're going to pause it there. If you heard the introduction, okay, he said he's been playing, and he looked for a second, kind of thinking, he's been playing for 10 years, and then I followed up with, do you have a PDGA rating? Now, whether or not I should have said number, I don't know, but he said he does not. So we asked him the question, how far can you throw a disc? Now, this is not Price is Right. This is not closest without going over. This is just going to be closest to what he says. And we're going we're gonna to ask first here. We're going to pull up. Uh, we'll go with uh, just luck of the draw here. Terry Miller, what do you think he's going to say? How far can he throw a disc? Yeah, and sorry, you're cutting out a little bit. But uh, if you're asking how far do I think he's going to throw or can throw, 
I think he's going to tell us. Now, I don't know if he can, but he's going to tell us, I can throw about 400. Okay. I think that's going to be his number. Okay, so Terry guesses 400. We're going to go over here, and we'll try to change this up as we go through the game. We're going to go to Simon here. Simon, what does he answer? How far can he throw a disc? 400 is such a softball answer, Terry, but I'm just going to say 420. Seems like the guy. He outdid Terry. Yeah, we want to keep it pretty fair. No, like 401 or something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 420 good is good. Ballpark answers. 420 is good. Okay, I'm going to switch over to uh, Nick here. Nick, what's your guess at how far he can throw a disc? I'm going to go 375. Okay, so we're spread out by about 20 feet or so. Yep. So 375. I'll go 380 to make it easier. 380, 400, 420. Okay, so it's going to be closest is going to get a point is how we do this, okay? So here we go. Let me just pull it back just a little bit. We'll start it over just a little bit further back. Uh, let me just check audio. Here we go. Let's see what he says. So on how these questions might go here, okay? So first question is, how far can you throw a disc? All right, so he's thinking about it. We already have our answers. Here he goes. 285, 300. Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. he went where I think that's probably just being super honest. That's yeah. not internet distance. Yeah. That's cool. Here we go. Question number two. Thank you. Um, what would you say your favorite hole at Maple Hill is? Okay. Favorite hole at Maple Hill. We're going to flip it up. We're going to go to um, Nick here. Uh, Nick, what do you think he's going to say his favorite hole at Maple Hill is? You know, that's kind of tough because there's four different layouts, and I think every single hole has iconic holes on each one. Obviously, the gold layout has hole one, but for someone who throws 300 feet, I'm going to go with hole one white. Okay, so we're not going to have to be that specific as like the yeah. – well, I mean, if, if it's specific to that hole, like hole – I don't know. I guess you can be specific, but we'll give it to you if you get it correct on the number. Um, so, all right, Simon, you're up. Nick said hole one. What do you say, Simon? I was definitely going to say hole one as well. So let me go through the numbers. Two, three. I'm going to say hole four. Okay, hole four. Easy birdie. Hole, it's a good hole. Hole four at Maple Hill. Okay, let's see. Uh, uh, Terry, what do you got? What do you think he's going to say for his favorite hole at Maple Hill? Well, if he throws that far, it's not going to be a water carry hole. I can, I would think. So, you know, that rules out a few of the iconic ones like 14 or five. And then for the easy birdie, I was thinking hole four. So I'm going to say, uh, since Simon claimed that one, I'm going to say the downhill, it's definitely going to be a downhill hole. And I think it's going to be hole 13. Oh, that's a great hole. Okay, so again, we've got, yeah, 13 is good. 13's awesome. Um, whole, so I'm not going to give it away, but I'm just looking on the chat board. Again, if you're listening to the audio later, I'm referencing our live podcast recording here, so feel free to do that with us in the future. Um, but I see a lot of answers coming in, and someone saying eight. I see a lot of eights, actually, a lot of eights. So we could we could do like a phone a friend thing here if anyone wants to change we'll let you do it once through the game but okay so anybody want to change you can change no, we'll go with it okay all right here we go let's see what he has to say i'll pull it back just a little bit here um what would you say your favorite hole at maple hill is all right here's thinking about it here he goes hole eight okay it's not quite yeah i mean it's fair but if you're a local as in nick nick 
Nick should have got this one. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. well, I, I kind of forgot about it. I was just thinking hole one, even for whites. I think it's a. Uh, I mean, I think it says 355 if I'm looking at it correct, but I don't think it plays that far. So it's just such a cool. A good hole. It's probably good choice. Good choice. And someone commented this. It's probably white because white is 250 yeah. feet to clear. Whites so. are blues. Blues is also if he throws forehands, he'll True. say blue. Or it could be red. If you've never been to Maple Hill, there's a lot of options. Yeah. Red does not have a water carry, but it wouldn't be that exciting of a hole either. Exactly. So. Okay, here we go. Um, so nobody got nobody got that right. But if we were playing closest to, <laughs> it would be it would be Simon. Simon. We're gonna just yeah. we're gonna play it that way. So closest to. I know that's kind of funny for this one. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. yeah, not really. Because really. if, if you're talking actual proximity, proximity eight, eight is probably, is probably closest, closest to, to uh, what I said. What I, said I said in, 13, 13, in terms of in terms of actual proximity on the course. <laughs> Yeah, that's maybe, close. maybe not. Okay, it depends anyway. if the it depends if the pond is frozen or not, and Simon can skate across. I mean, it's it's all exactly. it all depends. Exactly. Okay, so yes. um, so we're gonna go in this case here. Nick has a point. Simon has a point. Let's go on. Um, if you had to pick a favorite pro disc golfer that's on tour right now, who would it be? Okay, favorite pro disc golfer, and I said on tour right now. I guess I mean in general a touring disc golfer, but I don't specify that for him. Okay, let's um, let's go to. I don't think we've had Simon answer yeah, first Simon, yet. Simon so would be first. Simon, you're up, man. So what's who's his favorite pro disc golfer? Greg Barsby. Just a shot in the dark. A shot. I, I I have the vibes. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, Greg Barsby's uh, Simon's answer, and uh, Terry, what do you who are you picking? Is, there? I can't see. Is that a disc mania sweatshirt he's wearing? I don't think it is. Incubus. Right? No, <laughs> the band Incubus. Okay, I, I couldn't make it out. Okay, uh, wow. Um, I, I, I'm just gonna guess Simon. <laughs> oh. Just, just to make Simon happy. Ooh, I mean, if I'm gonna, you. if I'm, if I'm not gonna win this, I might as well, uh, you know, kiss up to Simon. We'll go. Uh, I, he, he, Simon Lazat. Okay, so that's a good answer, I think. Let's see here. I mean, there's a few good answers. Yeah. Greg Barsby's not a bad answer. Shout oh, out to you. Greg. Okay, so Nick, uh, who do you pick as the favorite pro disc golfer? Oh, Terry kind of took the idea that I was thinking, but uh, I gotta go with my homeboy Paul Macbeth. Okay. Paul Macbeth it is. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, ask him again here and let's play through the answer. That's on tour right now. Who would it be? All right, he's thinking about it. I don't know if they're on tour right now, but I'm going to say Simon. Okay. <laughs> Simon. Wait, wait. Yeah, so Simon. <laughs> what a great answer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that is a great answer. So, um, Well, you've got one fan now, Simon. Good job. <laughs> And you. I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I hope too. John is watching, and um, if he is, he should be commenting <laughs> right about now. Um, cool. All right, so Simon has a point now. So if because no, I Terry. because we didn't – oh, that was Terry. Terry. So we're tied. Yeah, everyone one has a point right now. To one. To one. Wow. I think there's five questions. I forget, so hopefully we don't have a tie here. But let me go ahead and pull it up. Here we go. Uh, question number Mr. four. Mr. Simon Lazat. Awesome. And um, let's see. How many discs do you have in your bag? Might I count them? You can count them. Okay. 
How many discs? Oh, yes, oh, yes. Can I count them? Is what he said. So um, let's go to Nick first here. So Nick, this is again not closest with going over. This is just who can get closest to the number. So Nick, what do you guess for how many discs are in his bag? Seventeen. What are the chances I was going to say I know, 17 right? as well? Okay, let me think. Yeah, especially with you both being wrong. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that he had to count makes it seem like he must have more than 15 discs. Because if you have less than 15, I feel like you kind of know. Uh, I'm just going to go a bit higher than Nick said. I'm going to say 19. 19 discs. We're marking it down. All right, we're going over to Terry Miller. How many discs are wow, in John's disc golf bag? Honestly, I, my gut reaction, uh, which is probably bigger than his bag, uh, is was going to be 10. And then you guys both go 17 and 19. I'll raise mine, but uh, I'd be shocked if it's more than 13. So 13 is my answer. Okay. Just like whole 13 was the right answer earlier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we've got... Uh, 13, we've got 17 and 19, and John said, can I count? So let's go ahead and move that back a little bit, and let's see who is closest in your bag. Am I to count them? You can count them. Okay, so he's counting his discs here. <laughs> it's going to be like 23 six. discs. It's going to be like six. Wow. What? Wow. I figured. <laughs> I figured. So 23 well, hey, discs. It's a point for Simon. It's a point for Simon. So... Uh, Simon, you're up there right now with two points. So actually we can have a tie because we have more than two players and so we could split it yep. two, two, and one. So let's see. It's, it's it's either a tie or Simon wins. That's how it goes right now. So how do you feel, Simon? Any pressure? <laughs> I feel like we should be all tied right now because I guessed the wrong hole and still got the point. But I'll take half a point. <laughs> Okay, so he's still beatable. Okay, so yeah. let's go ahead and jump over and see here what is going to happen with the next question. 23 discs in his bag, and if you're watching live, you can see the discs. And I'm kind of doing that right now, and I'm seeing, actually, it's about half mid-range and half drivers. That's, that's a good mixing there. Okay. Huh. All right. Huh. Here we go. Next question. How many aces do you have? Okay. Uh, How many aces? And I, I'm confused at who we start with, Nick. Who, who are we going to? Is uh, it I Terry? think this one's Terry's. Okay, so we're going to go over to Terry. He's been playing 10 years, no rating. You know a little bit more about him now. How many discs, his favorite hole, <laughs> how far he can throw. Does he, have, does he have aces? How many aces does he have? Yeah, I was going to say uh, I had all no sorts of numbers. So I, I'm just, I'm just going to say three. Three is the amount of aces that he has. Okay. Three aces is Terry's guess. I think we probably actually go to Nick with this one because we went to Simon last time. We've got answers coming in yep. live as well. People are guessing five, two, zero, seven, one. So, okay, Nick, you're up. What do you guess? Oh, 10 years. That's, that's a lot of time playing. I'm going to go with double digits. We're going to say 12. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Remind me, Simon, what did you say? I didn't say Oh, thank you. That's why I'm having a brain freeze. I'm like, what did he say? So, all right, Simon, what, what do you pick? Uh, 
Did he, did he say where he's from? Is he from? He is he local say, here? He did not say, and I actually do not have insider knowledge on that. This is a random disc golfer that we are judging. Playing for ten years, first ace usually takes seven years, and <laughs> then they come rolling usually. And I would hate to wait seven years. Did Terry him, say three? What did you say, Terry? Yes, I okay. said three. I I'm said three. One. I'm going to say one. Ah. Okay, one, three, and Nick went double digits, 12. 12. All right, let's go ahead and pull this up here and see what he has. There's a lot of short courses in math. Let's see what he has as an answer. How many aces do you have? Okay, he's thinking about it. Zero. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> uh, All right. So Simon is closest, so technically... We have our first ever Judge That Disc Golfer winner. We don't have like a shirt or anything, Simon. You're just going to own the title. Um, I, told, I told Simon I'd buy him lunch next time we're allowed to go out to eat. Okay. He gets free lunch now. I'm just I'm just stacking the titles in the second offseason here. Terry will know. <laughs> yeah, yep. Simon's the two-time remix champion over at Smashbox. He's the, he's the uh, well, he did, well, get, he did get smashed uh, in the putting competition. We won't talk about that one. But, yeah, <laughs> you're just racking up all the titles. Titles there, Simon. Congratulations. Awesome. So that, yeah. nice. so that just brings us to a question. Someone said, never mind, we won't bring it up. I think it was Casey White talking about <laughs> losing on your own YouTube channel or something. So you come on everyone else's. Yeesh. You come on everyone else's and just Locked destroy it. <laughs> yeah, when I'm busy filming and I have all the editing already in my head, I can't focus on playing and filming and editing. That's, and that's why we did so good. Directing. All that's why we did so well with doubles. You let me put you on my back and we just we slayed it. <laughs> okay. So yes. And yeah. I, I fully agree with what you're saying on, on filming and trying to do it. It's very difficult. So there's a handicap there. Okay. Yeah. So let's jump over. I asked him one last question. Um, I don't know. This is a bonus question. It, it, we already crowned, we already crowned Simon, but I can just change the rules right now. If anybody guesses this correctly, okay. if anybody guesses this correctly, um, if it's Nick or Terry, we're just going to make it a tie and then we'll figure out a tiebreaker. If, if it's Simon, obviously he still wins. So let's just see if anybody can guess this. Okay, what is the craziest thing that you have ever seen happen on a disc golf course, whether it was to you or to somebody else? What does he answer? Wow. Yeah, wow. Do I have to go first? Yeah. There's uh, a thousand, you don't, no, you don't have thousands to. <laughs> of answers for that one. <laughs> this, exactly. This uh, is why it's like you win if you get it right. Yeah. So we're going to start. We'll start with Nick. We're going to go with Nick. We're going to give Simon the luxury of hearing. Unless Nick, I mean, okay, Simon, do you want to go first? Or do you want to be second? I mean, I mean, I I won't I come won't up come with any better answer, answer, so I don't, so I don't care when I go. When I go. <laughs> <laughs> if, but if somebody gets this right, it's going to be amazing. So okay, here we go, Simon. The craziest thing he's seen in ten years of playing disc golf, I would say, this dude on his card aced, and then the next hole he aced again. In, Back-to-back -back aces is the craziest and thing. And that seen. is actually a very good guess. All right, we're going to go to Terry. What do you think, Terry? What's the craziest thing John has seen? Uh, just to be funny, I was going to say LARPing and have him say, say the same thing I did. But, um, no, I'm, I, I like where Simon's going, but I think he's going to say he saw an ace hit off of a tree, and that – that blew his mind. He thought that was crazy. So he's going to say an ace hit off of something or skipped or a tree or whatever, but an ace hits or uh, something hits 
the disc hit something and then ace. Wow. I think he's going to say that. That's a very good guess as well. Man, you guys are getting like, you're thinking down the right line, I would imagine, with like, what is he going to say? Like, all right. So we've got guesses coming in on the chat board as well. Stolen minivan uh, flying off a cliff and crashing onto hole 15. Um, a putter, a putter stuck in the basket, lightning striking the basket. Bird takes a disc. Marriage. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sex in the woods. Nice doubles. Ace shots. Uh, anyway, so a lot of different options coming up. So we're jumping over to Nick now. Nick, what do you think John is going to say as his answer? Um, he was out for a round with his friends one day and he saw a bear. Okay. <laughs> That's what I go with. <laughs> I walked outside of my porch yesterday and I saw a bear. So could happen on a disc golf course okay awesome what what okay so i've pulled it up here let's see if anybody got this correct uh we're gonna go ahead and listen in and see what he says you or somebody else oh, let me just pull it back a little further so we can hear the question so he says zero. i got zero aces and then i follow <laughs> up here we go what is the craziest thing you've ever seen happen on a disc golf course either to you or somebody else probably uh, a ricochet ace off of a tree no! Yes. Wow! <laughs> judge that disc golfer. Oh, judge that the disc game golfer. show where you judge wow. a disc golfer you've never met. All right, so that was incredible. I don't even know. What? I, yeah, I'm not wow. quite sure right now. Um, Simon, I, we already crowned you, but we're gonna. Yeah. But did we? No. <laughs> but yes, we did. I'd like that tiara back. Bring that tiara back. I I would like to wear the tiara. The tiara. Okay, so. I feel like for this first ever episode, like I can't do this to either of you. I think it, you get the honorary, like you get the honorary title of getting the bonus point. Okay. Like that's incredible that you just guessed that. So I don't know. We'll have to think of something. You know, it's, it's 2020. We all get participation trophies nowadays. So thank you for participating. And you're getting a trophy now. Uh, how about how about that? Simon's good with it. it I, I I have to say this, uh, as you guys are probably wrapping up, but uh, I'm so incredibly honored to have any part of your first ever show. And Simon, as uh, the superstar that he is, um, if Simon would co-share that with me, the title here tonight as a, as the first ever champions, I would I'd be so honored. I mean, what a, what an honor it's been, honestly. All right. Yeah, I can I can just back Terry up there. I mean, Terry, one of my all-time disc golf heroes. So, being on the the podium with Terry is a, an honor for me as well. And uh, that was a, a great guess, obviously. And I think that deserves some kind of title. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that uh, hopefully that was fun for you guys. Um, I was excited to have you guys on. Um, we have been going and Terry, you said you had a long running podcast. I mean, we've been going an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, now, we'll, so. we'll, we'll wrap up this one for the first week. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you to both of you. So I'm going to say goodbye, Simon. Thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate really appreciate it. it. Dude. And the same to you, Terry. We really do appreciate it. Um, we're going to switch over back to Nick thank and you, I. Terry. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. And to, thank you guys. Great. Best of luck to you. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Absolutely. guys. Thank you very you much. We'll talk to you too. soon, Simon. All right. I just, first of all, want to say thank you to anyone who's tuned in, even if it was for five minutes, five seconds or the whole time. We really appreciate it. You know, Matt and I have been excited to try this out. Uh, we hope you guys liked it so far. We are going to kind of get into the send off stage of it now. 
And um, if there's any sort of things that you guys want to hear in the show, please like the page, leave us comments. We, we'd love to get to as many topics as you guys want. And uh, again, I, I really, really appreciate it. Yes, I can echo that. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We hope to get better. We had some technical difficulties. We'll check it back and we'll see what you guys have for input. Again, you can reach out to us through our Facebook page, The Nick and Matt Show. Uh, we're on Instagram, the same, and YouTube. So find us and follow us because we're going to take this video right now. And we're going to upload it to YouTube and um, we're going to make this content available. Um, it'll probably start out SoundCloud until iTunes accepts us into their podcast format, but it will be available there and most other podcast platforms as well. So I would like to say thank you, and we're going to wrap this up. Um, let me see here if we can kind of go out on like a, a bigger note. Um, let's see here. I'm going to pull it up. Do, do, do. Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to the Nick and Matt show. Be sure to check us out on your favorite social platform and subscribe on iTunes.